You're listening to the Love Your Neighbor Podcast. Well, thank you for joining us on the Lynx Podcast. This season is brought to you by Brandon Wellness, brandonwellness.com. I want to encourage you to go there. Uh, you can contribute. You can learn about the Wellness Center and where we're headed with that. Uh, the Lynx Podcast has been partnered with Brandon Wellness since day one. And so we're invested in building the health and wellness of the community. And Love that. Um, you are Tom yeah. uh, Henderson, for those of you that don't know. Uh, Tom Henderson was our guest speaker at the recent Brandon uh, area prayer breakfast. Yeah. And so we were just talking afterwards and I said, Tom, why don't you just join us for an episode of the Lynx podcast, which stands for Love Your Neighbor. Love it. And uh, you are the, uh, so I'm going to let you talk about Tom and I'm just going <laughs> to let you facilitate that. But Tom, thank you for coming yeah. and serving our community. And I, I, I kind of, we joked afterwards, I, we thought we were talking about prayer, and then you pulled a, you pulled a one eighty on us. Well, yes, and you, well, and and I didn't mean to do that. That was just something that you know Bob Young and all those uh, you know all the people that kind of you know came up with the event, and and when they asked me to potentially speak, they said, "Man, we'd love to just have you come and share your story and whatever yeah. the Lord lays on your heart and so forth." And so, I didn't necessarily mean to pull a one eighty or <laughs> or cause people to be like. Err! What happened there? But, um, but you know, it seemed like the Lord uh, used it in, in some capacity, and that's really what what you want, right? I mean, when yeah. you put on events like that, is you want the Lord to speak, and and uh, that can happen through one on one communications of uh, that are happening out at, over a donut or over the breakfast, or it can happen um, through someone that's standing on the stage or during the worship time or whatever. So it was a great opportunity yeah. to, to join you for that. But uh, yeah, so my name's Tom uh, Tom Henderson, and so I uh, I've been working in ministry now full time, John. For gosh, it's been it's been over half my life now. I've reached that point in my life. So about 23 years, I've been working in full-time ministry. Primarily, uh, my focus has been teenagers for the first almost 20 years was Mm -hmm. focused on students uh, as a youth pastor in a local church in uh, just outside of Portland, Oregon and Oregon City. And then the Lord bringing us back to Sioux Falls in in 2005 to work with an organization called First Priority and training students in how to reach their friends for Christ. And then at that point, uh, after doing that for several years, that ministry merged with Lifelight as they were looking for kind of what's the next step as far as when they were doing the large festival and how do they connect students uh, beyond an event or a festival experience. And so did that. And then the Lord um, laid on my wife's and my heart that uh, that I just needed to be speaking more and that I needed to be utilizing um, the gifts that God has given me uh, mm-hmm. in a different capacity, not necessarily in a greater capacity. I think that sometimes mm-hmm. we can look at our job or our ministry now and say, man, there's just something greater out there for me, which that may be the case. But, you know, Oftentimes, I think it's just something different, and maybe mm-hmm. God wants to use you in a different way. And so um, out of that, in 2010, April of 2010, uh, the Lord uh, birthed ResGen. Restoration mm-hmm. Generation is is the legal name, yeah. but we kind of shorten it for ResGen, uh, which basically it's restoring generations of relationships with God and with each other. And, mm-hmm. and the first—so we've been doing that for almost 13 years now— and with that, uh, it started with me traveling around and speaking at conferences at public middle schools and high schools, doing mm-hmm. outreach events um, afterwards, and seeing you know, for the entire community. And so, within five years, we were in twenty-eight different states, just watching God do great things. Oh but then, goodness. but then all of a sudden, God really kind of said, "What? What if you were able to do some stuff for men?" Because so many of the stories that I heard, John, 
were similar to mine in that there wasn't a dad in the home. And if there was a dad in the home, uh, they weren't necessarily connected. They weren't mm-hmm. necessarily, I mm-hmm. mean, they were physically there, but maybe not emotionally there or, mm-hmm. or spiritually there. And so I had toured for a little while with, with Matt Hammett, who was the lead singer of Sanctus Real at the time and had written the song Lead Me. And so when he and I talked about, well, what it would look like to do a men's event. And so we, we did a, our first men's event in Sioux Falls, in, in 2016, in October of 2016, had 123 men show up for seven hours. And we just talked about what does it look like to love Jesus, love their wives, and, and love their kids, and, and then live out their faith in the workplace. What kind of difference could that make in the mm-hmm. lives of teenagers? And I didn't anticipate that that was going to necessarily become the thing that, mm-hmm. that the Lord was transitioning my ministry. But after many conversations and hearing testimonies from dudes that said, man, Tom, that was good. We need to do that again. Uh, we said, okay, well, let's let's bring that to the board. We prayed about it, and we moved forward with that. And uh, and now in February of 23, I know we'll come back and talk about that at another time, but in February 23, we'll put on our seventh ResGen Men's Summit. Yeah. It's grown to 1,000 men in, in person, and then we have simulcast mm-hmm. sites around the country for that. And nice. we also do a marriage event connected to that called Date Night Comedy, which we've seen you know, over 1,000 couples come to that each year. And just investing in marriages, parenting events, and then um, and now speaking at, at other things yeah. like even corporate events. So God's been very gracious, and we've just been following His His lead. Yeah, well, that's and I being a pastor and understanding that the message of the good news is a is a message is a ministry of reconciliation. Yeah, and bringing together. Um, what was meant to be restoring generations uh, is such a beautiful picture and you know not even fully understanding that from your your perspective but to hear that and then to hear your message about forgiveness at the prayer breakfast really touched a lot of people in a lot of very specific and personal ways because i i believe that's something in our culture today that is more relevant than it's ever been learning to say uh I'm going to let go of this, and I'm going to choose forgiveness. Yeah, yeah. I, I think that's that's that's, and, and you used the right terminology there, John. And I know, obviously, you you uh, you know all about forgiveness as well as a pastor. And and here's here's the reality, right? We know that without forgiveness, there is no possibility of restoration between us and the Lord, mm-hmm. right? I mean, there's yeah. there's no possibility of of us having a relationship with Christ because it's it's with our it's with His forgiveness of us, mm-hmm. of everything we have done or will do that allows restoration to take place. Mm-hmm. And so while he desires 100% that we would be restored to him, I believe so wholeheartedly, and I know you do as well, is that God desires us also to be restored to one another mm-hmm. as long as it is up to us, mm-hmm. that we would do all that we can do to say, hey, you know what? I don't want um, to just receive forgiveness of Christ because as we know, I mean, Scripture says to to those that have been given much, much is required. Mm-hmm. And we've all been given so much, John. And so just, I mean, just in life, but think about in forgiveness, right? And it says, and then in, in, in scripture, it talks about that if we are to be forgiven, then we are need to, we need to be forgivers. Mm-hmm. Right. And I love what my friend Jason Romano uh, talks about. Uh, he does a Sports Spectrum podcast. He was a speaker at this past year's month seminar. He says, you know, in, in his perspective, and he shared this from the stage, he said, we are never more like Christ than we for, when we forgive another person. And, and you use the terminology, let go. And that's really what forgiveness is. It's, it's a releasing, right? I mean, it's, it's a releasing of, of, the, of 
the the struggle that we have, the the hanging on to yeah. whatever it is that is holding us in bondage, uh, and releasing that to the Lord and allowing Him to be the judge that Scripture says He is. Yeah. But a lot of times when it comes to forgiveness, as you know, we think that it means something that it doesn't necessarily always mean, and that it doesn't it doesn't always mean that we completely trust the person. Yeah. It it doesn't mean that 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 it didn't hurt or that we're not still hurting. Mm-hmm. You know, it, it doesn't mean that we're letting someone off the hook. It just means that we no longer want it to al- allow us to, to be held in, in bondage yeah. um, in, in any, in any way in our lives. Mm-hmm. That's, okay, that's amen. what forgiveness is. You, uh, you spoke to many students and many community members at the prayer breakfast, and you talked about this and this isn't just some, uh, abstract idea for you. This is extremely and deeply personal. For those people, many people watching this weren't able to be a part of that. Uh, could you just relate a little bit personally where you've come to understand that in your own life? Yeah, you know, number one, I, I think that that the recognition of how much I have been forgiven mm-hmm. what is the is kind of the first is the first step that that I think that we we have to recognize in that whole journey towards forgiveness. Okay, mm-hmm. is that we've all been. We've all been forgiven of so much. And so what that does is it makes forgiveness possible for everyone. And, you know, I, I dealt with a lot in my younger years. Uh, and something that I was really in bondage to was, like you said, unforgiveness, specifically mm-hmm. towards my dad and some things that had taken place when I was in, when I was a kid with him, um, you know, leaving when I was nine years old and then making some poor choices and, and uh, being in prison throughout my teen years. And, and I harbored a lot of bitterness. I ha- harbored a lot of anger, unforgiveness, um, fear of abandonment, uh, a lot of things in my own life that were hindering not only my relationship with God, mm-hmm. but my relationship with others, right? Because, see, what, what we think about is sometimes we feel that, you know, if I can, I can just control these feelings, I can just control all the, the products or the, or the outcomes of my current reality, all the emotions that are a part of my current, current reality when it comes to, you know, I'm, I'm going to withhold forgiveness from someone. But what we realize as, as we continue, and we can maybe do that for a little bit, mm-hmm. but as we continue to, to do that long-term, what we begin to realize that those things that we think we're controlling mm-hmm. are actually controlling us. And, you know, on a, at a very personal level, and this is what I shared at that breakfast, and, and is that and one, obviously it greatly impacted my ability to, to trust the Lord. That's where forgiveness for me really impacted was my ability to trust both the Lord, but then also even trust my wife, Laura. Now, we've been married now over 25 years. And, um, you know, we're approaching empty nesting. It's, it's crazy to think about that, <laughs> but <laughs> you, I, it feels like you're still in, uh, you look like you're still in middle school. For crying out loud. Well, thank you. Uh, the gray hairs in my beard would, would, uh, diff, would say differently, well, but, you know, but I appreciate I thought maybe I, you just were, you know, maybe you just had some, <laughs> I appreciate you to repeat some years. No. I appreciate that. But, but, um, but, uh, but because of just the things that I had seen in my childhood, I had brought a lot of distrust of Laura. I wanted mm-hmm. to trust her. Right. I mean, I just didn't know if I could fully. And so that caused a great deal of strife in the first year and a half or two years of our marriage Mm -hmm. because I just figured that every single day when I woke up, that was going to be the day that Laura was going to leave, you know, because that was part of my childhood experience. 
Um, there was nothing that she did that would cause me to think that, but yet because the wounds were so deep within me, uh, they just began to surface in that way. And and so it took many uh, you know conversations with with pastors in my life, many conversations with her, of course, uh, to get me to the point of understanding that she wasn't going anywhere. Uh, that she did deeply love me, that just because this this experience was part of my past that doesn't have to, you know, withhold me from the fullness of what God wants in my present and in right. my future. And so, uh, you know, and and what ended up happening, John, was really kind of a, a crazy thing in that when my dad eventually got out of prison, um, I was able to fly down there with with Laura and have have a conversation with him. And I know that's not always possible uh, for people, um, but you know, in my case, it was. I was able to fly down there and have a com- many conversations with my dad over three, three, four days. But none was more important than the conversation I had with him, uh, sitting over uh, over a burger, looking at a cafe overlooking the ocean, and just having a heart to heart with him and saying, "Look, I- I'm hurt. Um, I wish you would have been there. I wanted you to be a part of my life." Um, but we can't replay. We can't go back. We can't push rewind and do all that kind of stuff. But what we can do is, is move forward. And to help that happen, because Jesus has forgiven me for everything I ever have done and ever will do, hmm. um, in my effort to become more like Christ, I want to forgive you. And if, and if you want to, we can begin a relationship again. Yeah. And, you know, I think that um, for me, that was one of those things is, is that I didn't necessarily have the strength of my own. Mm-hmm. I knew I wanted, I knew I wanted that, right? But and I knew I wanted that kind of relationship with my dad and all that kind of stuff. Um, but I was still nervous about it. I still didn't know like what it would look like. It was awkward, you know. Like, what's what does future look like? But you know, as we're told in Romans chapter eight, we're told that um, that we are to be conformed into the likeness of Christ. Mm-hmm. And like I just mentioned, what yeah, my buddy yeah. Jason said is, and so, and and that's that's the goal is that each day, each day we come become more and more like Jesus than we were the day before. And some days we do that well. Some days I do that well. Some days I don't do that well. But but that conversation, I think, set me on a new path and, yeah. it, and understanding the freedom that could come for, from forgiveness. And the way that I, that I like to share that is, is that, that while my dad was in actual prison, I was as well. It was just in a different kind. And it was one that I was choosing to be in. And so how... Um, you know, I'm doing myself, my family, my future relationships, my friendships, my relationship with God a disservice if I'm harboring, harboring forgiveness or excuse me, unforgiveness. And, and again, that doesn't mean it's easy, but it's worth it. Forgiveness is hard, but yeah. it's worth it. Yeah, it is. It is amazing. It's an amazing testimony. And I, and I want to just thank you again for coming and being that vulnerable and transparent, not only, um, you know, just about your your life, but then sharing that with our community and uh, being a neighbor to us, you know, and being, um, you know, we live in the same space and being able to be vulnerable, share that with so many people. And it's really the message that we all need to hear. And so thank you for doing that. And thank you for being vulnerable. We are going to have you back on this podcast because I wanted to really just recap what you shared at the prayer breakfast for those that weren't able to make it. And the amazing thing that our school does by allowing this to be held yes. and allowing us to pray for 
the community of Brandon, the schools in Brandon, uh, the churches in Brandon, and, and the Minnesota Association that allows that to happen and facilitates that. Thank you, Tom, for being here, and thank you for sharing. We're going to have you back because we want to talk about this men's summit. Yeah. We, we need to have a little more testosterone around here. <laughs> and uh, I'm, I'm excited for, for February. Yeah. Um, I have heard so many people in our community that have been to it. I have yet to be to it. Oh, so, this is the year, man. This, uh, is, this is the year. It's <laughs> happening. It's happening. So, so we're going to have you back uh, in next season. And we're going to talk about this because there's there's real things, uh, obviously, to address in our world. And uh, yeah, thank you for taking time today and being being here. Yeah, dude, I loved it. I, I really appreciate it. Honored to be here. And in the short term, uh, guys, if you're listening, uh, gals, if you're listening as well, uh, you can put February 4th on your calendar. Reserve mm-hmm. that day for the Men's Summit. We'll, we'll get out more information on that. And then, ladies, we haven't forgot about you either because February Good. 2nd and 3rd, uh, that's when we do our marriage event called Date Night Comedy. And that's just a great night for for husbands and wives to get together, to laugh together, and then also walk away with some tools to, to benefit their marriage. So if in the short term, you can just put that, reserve that weekend, make sure you're in town and Brandon. Yeah. Sioux Falls and the surrounding area so you could be a part of that but then we'll come on back but um, one thing I would just would love to end with yeah. is just like if there's someone that is struggling out there with this whole role of forgiveness and I know that a lot of times even when you mention forgiveness it causes people to get their defenses rise up hair stands yeah. up on the back of their neck and say look you don't understand you don't know what I've been through and the hurt and the pain uh, I just want to say like number one um, Jesus knows the hurt and the pain that you're going through. And so you're not alone, number one. Um, and then if you're really struggling with just where to start, I truly believe it does start with a prayer of thanksgiving to the Lord for all he's been forgiven for you. Mm-hmm. And then after that prayer of thanksgiving, it's, would you help me? Would you help me forgive whatever I need to forgive this person, um, you know, this experience? Maybe that person's yourself, Right. Mm-hmm. A lot of times, mm-hmm. you know, we we have we have the oh, toughest yeah. time forgiving ourselves, but God can even help you forgive yourself, regardless of what it is. So I would just encourage anybody out there struggling with that, um, at whatever level, uh, start with a gratitude prayer to the Lord, and then ask Him for help, and then just begin that journey. And it is a journey. I mean, I haven't forg- and, and forgiving doesn't mean forgetting, right? right? I mean, right. I haven't forgotten stuff that that my dad did or whatever. I haven't forgotten ways that people have hurt me. I haven't forgotten what stupid mistakes I've made. Mm-hmm. It's just that we're not going to allow those things any longer to rob us of the freedom that Jesus Christ went to the cross for you and I to have. Mm-hmm. And so embrace that freedom through forgiveness today. And uh, I just, that's, that's just a final word of encouragement I yeah. would give to anybody that's listening. So good. So good. Thank you, yeah. Tom. And we will uh, put links to ResGen's website uh, in our show notes. We'll put dates out there. But I want to encourage you, go to brandonwellness.com. We're excited about uh, building community and what that can mean, uh, building relationships. And so uh, thanks for checking us out. Share this, like this uh, interview, this conversation, and we're going to we're gonna keep spreading that, that message. So thanks, Tom. Appreciate you, man. You bet, brother. Thank you for joining us on the Love Your Neighbor podcast. The purpose of the Love Your Neighbor podcast is to build community one conversation at a time. You can help us build that community by sharing the podcast on your social media channels and rating our podcast on whatever platform you're listening from. Another way is to let us know of any neighbors who have a story. Go Leaks! Go Leaks!